Bad news. Many executive teams, and broadly many teams, they really lack of sense of ownership on results. Everyone is doing his part, but collectively they don't owning the results of the business. They don't support each other to make sure they're gonna get a completely different level of results. So, you're not sure whether there's a right level of ownership in your organizations? This episode is for you because I'm gonna share 10 examples of phrases that people commonly say that demonstrates lack of ownership in a workplace. I think it's important because if you spot one of those, there might be something that you really need to focus on in the next few weeks to make sure you're gonna get a completely different level of results. Ready? So let's go. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to a new episode of the World Class Leader Show. As you know, I'm fascinating about the, the concept of ownership, how much ownership is important in organizations. So, and look, just to make sure that, you know, we use the same language and we agree on terms, for me, ownership is really responsibility at another level. Ownership means owning results and doing whatever it takes in order to get things done. This sense of ownership, most of the time, unfortunately, misses in organizations. So people are very good on owning their own turf, be accountable for their own area of the business, but collective ownership about results and helping each other to make sure things really happen and get done is not as common as it should. So in this episode, I want to help you a little bit to see whether you can spot potential lack of ownership through the language based on what people say in your organization. So I'm going to share with you 10 examples, 10 phrases that really demonstrate lack of ownership. But maybe you did not consider these phrases enough as a connection or direct correlation with the lack of ownership. So let's see what you think, because that's to me is very, very critical. So number one, when people say, it's not my problem, it's up to someone else to take care of it. That is a sign of lack of ownership because people, they feel that's not part, they're not part of the solution. They don't, they don't want to contribute to the solution. Number two, why should I contribute when others aren't doing their part, right? So why do I, do I need to do something when other people are supposed to do it? And that's clearly a lack of collective ownership. Number three, I don't see how my actions affect the results. So in other words, here, there is this perception that actions don't matter. Action don't make progress on results, or at least it's always up to someone else making action that affect results. My actions are already affecting the results. So that's a different way to consider, right? Number four, it's not my responsibility to make things happen. Ask someone else. That is a typical turf or silos conversation. Look, I'm doing my stuff. Ask someone else. I'm busy, right? You know, I don't have the bandwidth. I don't have the time. Why me, right? So, and again, these are very similar. But again, language, it's, it's a good demonstration how a perception about ownership uh, actually really plays in people's mind. Number five, I did my part, so I'm not accountable for the results leave me alone. So leave me alone is another typical example of lack of ownership. And by the way, most of the time people don't say leave me alone, but it's clear they're thinking in that way. And that's the perception they give to others. Number six, I can't be expected to take ownership of something that's not directly related to my role. 
and again, similar, leave me alone, right? So I'm doing my job, that or, you know, what you're asking me, or the ownership you're looking for is outside of my area of responsibility. That's not, that's not really what ownership is about. Ownership is helping with each other to get things done. Number seven, I didn't have a say in the decision-making process, so I don't feel responsible for the outcome. So uh, that's, again, look, if you don't involve me in the decision-making process, it's not my fault. It's not my responsibility. And again, that's another way to pass the buck and not taking responsibility in full ownership. Number eight, it's not my team, so I don't feel responsible for their performance. Well, that's easy, right? It's not my team. Number nine, I'm just following instructions, so I don't have control over the final outcome. If you tell me what I have to do and that's, you know, it's a failure, it's your, it's your fault because you gave me wrong instructions or wrong directions. And finally, number 10, why should I put in extra effort when others are pulling their weight? And that's really common, right? Why do I need to do more when other people are supposed to do their own things? They're not doing it. So these are just a number of examples, you know, and we can go, you know, with a longer list. But this is just a, a typical example of how lack of ownership is demonstrated or is shown in organization just through the language. So if you're spotting some of the similar things that people say, there might be a deeper problem that you have to take care of. So anyway, in a nutshell, I think what really people say tells you a lot about how they see the current reality. So owning results starts really from shifting perspectives and changing the narrative. So I want you to consider this. I want you to consider whether you, you feel your team is really owning the results collectively or they're still really working in silos. In my experience, it's not... Really, getting to a level where the ownership is strong is, is an important characteristic and feature behavior of an executive team or any team, by the way, is not common. So you have to, it's not by default too. So you have to work hard in order to make sure people feel this such a strong sense of ownership so they can really get committed to produce a completely different level of results. And of course, if you want to talk more about this, because that's part of my activity, is really helping leaders and their teams to change the language, to change the way how they commit to a different performance. Well, of course, drop me a message, a line, so we can have a conversation. But also drop me a message to see what you think about this. So how is how this is relevant for you and for your organization? So let me know. I'm always very open to hear your thoughts on LinkedIn. Remember as well as a final ask from me to leave a write review on your favorite podcast directory because that's the way how we can grow the show. So thank you again for being with me today. I hope you're still having a good time if you're still on holiday and we'll be back soon with another amazing guest next week. <music>